Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the She Illuminates the World podcast. Today, I am here with Antoinette Mora, and we are just going to get right in. So Antoinette, I would love for you to just share a little bit with our listeners about the work that you do now and a little bit of your journey of how you got to where you are today. Awesome. Oh, Jocelyn, thank you so much for asking me. I I love to talk, as you already know. Um, So right now, I am homeschooling mom of four wild and crazy children. We own two restaurants. And in the process of all of that, uh, I have a whole thing that I've started called By the Power of She, which is the work I got into. So let's go back as to why. When I was 20 years old and working in Washington, D.C., I remember somebody saying that peanuts were not allowed on airplanes anymore. As a mom now with a child with a peanut allergy, I wish that that was true, (laughs) but it wasn't. And I remember thinking, food can't kill somebody. Are you kidding? Like, why would that happen? Uh, So fast forward to August 7th of 2010, and my 15-month-old reaches up on the kitchen table to grab a waffle with peanut butter on it and goes into a severe anaphylactic reaction. So they say that as a parent, um, the souls of our children pick us. Uh, funny enough, and we can, you can probably dive into that. We were actually in our, our children were in, in the, their egg was in us when we were in our mother. Mm-hmm. So like they knew <laughs> where they were coming and when they were coming for a long time. But on this world, our time is very linear and we think it's long and it's really very short. Um, so he knew and probably heard that conversation and was like, mama, I'm going to show you something different. So fast forward and that morning, and it was one of those moments that I think probably changed the course of my life forever. I had been in hotels. I was slated to be the general manager of a, of a hotel. I'd been very successful in restaurants. I had worked the food and beverage side. I had worked the um, rooms division side, and I had run anything from an $8 million to a $30 million P&L. I could manage inventories. I could manage staff. I think the most staff I had at any time was over 100 people that were under me with probably eight different supervisors and managers. So I was corporately trained and I was miserable and I was not well and I was pushing and I was using much more of my masculine side. And I mean, I can get things done. I don't know if I'm allowed to say bad words, Jocelyn. Or yes, do I need to yes, edit? yes, okay. yes, <laughs> I yes. I can get shit done. And I was really good at it, but I was suffering migraines. Um, I mean, I was young, so it was fine. I mean, I was in my twenties and early thirties and it was fine. And then I don't know, like in my thirties and having kids, like things started to shift and I started paying attention and started listening more because my body forced me to. And I, so funny, I knew nothing that I know now. And my oldest is now going to be 12 in March. And he's so funny because even the other day he said to me, mommy, you know, you would, I had made a comment to him of, well, if you didn't have me, you'd be doing this. And he looked at me and he goes, but mommy, if you didn't have me, you didn't know, you wouldn't have known any of this. I was like, oh, touche. I was like, uh-huh. we pick each other and we know. And yeah, like there's the journey that we go on. Um, Jocelyn, you know, and you've heard me say like, my mantra is what is for you cannot pass you. As I was leaving corporate America, one of the things that I was sitting there thinking was, I want to be at home. I don't want to work, but what do I spend a lot of money on and what can I do that's different? And like, I almost like asked for created, not even knowing I was not aware at that time. I can, I could ask for things to come in. Um, Uh And I was like, Oh, I spend a lot of money on like skincare and stuff. 
So then by my second son, I mean, my wheelhouse, my wheelhouse is truly the body and truly about what's going, but it's my children and the path and the process that taught me that. So Alexander's peanut allergy really blew my mind because how could a food literally come into a body and within 10 to 15 minutes, totally take you out. So up until I had my second child, which was two years later, that was when I exited corporate America. The weirdest feeling ever because you do all this work and you give your life and everything and then you walk in and you just sign a piece of paper and they don't even like help you walk out and like you just leave and I'm like that was it huh <laughs> it was so weird <laughs> at the same time very free and very liberating because I was like peace out I'm done y'all like I am no longer part of this because you will take the life out of me and you would leave me like dead in the corner and not even care about me and this does not feel good to my soul this doesn't feel good to my body this doesn't I'm not doing anything good here I'm trying to beat your numbers that are impossible because every year you're going to come up with another one that I'm like, really, really? And there was like the human side of it. It just didn't feel right. It was so out of alignment with who I am and what I stand for. So as I walk out of there, I'm sitting there thinking as I'm home now with two babies and I'm like, what could I do? And I had called in and basically I got involved into direct sales because not because I wanted to get in direct sales, but because I learned that what you put on you most people don't even pay attention to and that there's all kinds of nasty chemicals in it. And I was like, what? And I'm young in my, <laughs> in my journey as a person, I wanted to like get to the top of a mountain and like scream out loud and anybody that would let me like talk to them, I'd be like, do you know, do you know? And people would be like, oh, you crazy lady, get away from me. But there were some people that would listen. And so I built a huge team um, and I was incredibly successful and I was the number two salesperson in the company and I was speaking to the number one salesperson in the company just this morning, because of course, like we're all connected for a reason. There's no accidents. And this is five years later, right? So I left the company. I was in the company for five years and then I've been gone from the company for five years. So that's crazy to even think about that. So anyway, I left, I, I built a huge team, did that. The company actually ended up closing because again, things happen for a reason. I was five months pregnant with my fourth child. I had started homeschooling. We had just opened our restaurants or one of them. Um, what I was doing was not sustainable. So again, the universe comes in, Antoinette, you're gonna keep masculine uh -huh. powering over. So I'm gonna take you out. Uh -huh. <laughs> you can't keep doing this. Um, and again, I'm learning to listen now. So before it takes me out, I'm paying attention, but it's a process and it took me a while to get there. So again, taken out and I'm like, but what I was doing wasn't sustainable. There was no way I could homeschool, have four kids, run a team of 550 people with all these executives. Like there was no way, no way, no way, not in a healthy way that supported my body. I have now gotten to body first, business second mm -hmm. and honoring what my non-negotiables are. One of them is sleep, um, two of them is exercise and then like family time. Like there's, you know, but you learn, <laughs> you learn as you suffer, you learn. Um, so that exited out and then I floundered around for a little bit because I was homeschooling and we'd open the restaurant. So I was no longer running for my life. I would be running for a meal and I didn't need to anymore. My husband had started with income from the restaurant. And so we were good. Like I didn't need to power over. I could kind of sit and like enjoy the baby and still was working. Like I, I never stopped, but I didn't have to do at the level of where I was. And again, the information's coming in and the teachings are coming in and the teachers are showing up. And at that point, um, 
now I've got the fourth, I start learning about our cycles and the fact that women don't operate on a 24 hour hormonal cycle. We operate on a 28 day cycle and that nature has this beautiful thing like the moon and there's like the seasons. And I'm like, holy moly, there's all this powerful information that like, uh, guess what? Our ancestors knew this stuff and like the indigenous people always knew and they did it. And even the farmer's almanac <laughs> knows about it. The farmers knew. How was I missing all this powerful, amazing permission to like be instead of do? Uh-huh. And so like, yeah. as I start inviting that information in and all along the way, like I'm still connecting with women, I'm still educating about chemicals and products, but it, it changes and it keeps altering. And like, Instead of me talking about, oh, this is great skincare, I'm like back into the moon, into women stuff, because like you, she illuminates the world. I'm like, man, women are like super powerful and really awesome. And like, they don't know it. I gotta go tell them. <laughs> so I've done women's retreats. Um, I've run teams, I've coached people. Um, and this manifestation of where I am now, and I still being, I still keep getting called to teach and I still keep getting called to connect. Um, in the world of COVID, I, the women's retreats that I would run, we couldn't, we were going to take 20 people to Peru, but that didn't happen. We moved it off to 2022. I say we, um, my business partner, she is my Reiki master. She's a yoga instructor. She's a shaman. And so she does all the body and the integration in our work together. And I do more of like the downloading of information and like the, I don't want to say esoteric because it's not all esoteric, but I do more of like the knowledge, the information, the body, the chemicals, like the practitioners, like what's going on with your body? How does it work? Understanding your cycles. How does it connect with the moon? And then she'll do like more of the integration. Okay. So let's take all of that. Let's breathe and see where you feel it in your body. So it's kind of a fun like dynamic and we play off of each other really well. And so we've done these amazing women's retreats. And then we find that the women that come and that meet half of them, sometimes we know, and then the other half just finds us. Um, but then they stay and they want to be friends. And so like my magic is community and connecting and then educating again. And I just want to highlight like some things that you said. I mean, it started out with like your child having a peanut allergy (laughs) and just like led to now running a company and like empowering women and connecting women. And I think what's so amazing is you use like all of these challenges that the universe kind of threw at you to just keep learning and you just kept going. It wasn't like, oh, like I am going to start this, like, you know, this business with empowering women. It was just like this learning um, through just lived experience and like constantly tuning into your body, which is so incredibly powerful of listening to the body. And I want, I would love to talk more about like the seasons and the menstrual cycles, um, because this is something that most women don't know about. I mean, this is something that I learned recently of like, wait a second, like, I'm not supposed to be on a nine to five schedule. Like that's for the masculine, like, you know, and, and like realizing that the cycle is aligned, like our menstrual cycle, goes through the same phases as the lunar cycle, you know, in the planets and the seasons and how powerful women's bodies are. And I, and then of course, like there's a whole element on boundaries and energies. And I would love for you to just say more about that. So I think it's fascinating. This is probably where Dr. Valerie's work has been so incredibly important because for many women, we are stuck in the patriarchal self-development model. And in the self-development model, we fail and we lose every time because there's none of the permission to drop in. And there's none of the um, acknowledgement of the fact that collectively, we are all suffering from ancestral, collective, and our own trauma. And 
until that piece like clicked, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like I read Dr. Valerie's book and was like, holy cow, like this is the missing link. So here I am done all this work and had all this stuff and I've learned about the cycles and the boundaries. But if we don't know what we want, and that one is one that can light people up. When you ask somebody, what do they want? I promise you, I mean, I don't want to give statistics because I don't know. The majority of people have no idea because they've never thought about what they want and what makes them happy. So again, my uh, laboratory, so to speak, is four children. <laughs> so what is it? They say faith is when, you, yeah, <laughs> faith is like when you don't have the tangible knowing. When you know something, it's because you've experienced it. So people will be like, well, what degrees do you have in certifications? All part of the masculine patriarchy. And it's not that men are bad. I'm not saying that. And anybody that would listen to this, please know, get into Dr. Valerie's work, get into some of the stuff. It's not, there's a distortion of the masculine and feminine energy that's happening in the world and has been happening for thousands of years. And really, truly, in my opinion and experience, what is happening is the awakening of the divine feminine in all, in the men and the women, in the fact that when the masculine and the masculine and feminine energy come into divine service to love, then we can all flow and be. Mm-hmm. What is happening right now, again, in my humble opinion, and energetic experience, intuitions, downloadings that are coming into me is that there's this awakening and it's not that anyone is going, like it's like the energies are coming together. But in that process, many of the systems and the way we do things are all having to be broken and shattered. And that process is painful. Mm-hmm. The more you can come back into you and shining your light, doing your work and your healing and getting really clear on what makes you feel good. And I mean, you might be so far, like, silly story from one of my coaches she was saying that she wanted more respect from her kids and in that because in her desired life like who am I at my best right so that's a place that people can start like if you don't know what you want like take the time to sit and be like who am I at my best and what does that look like what am I eating what am I drinking who am I around what do I hear like how do I sleep what does my exercise look like? What does my work look like? Like these are all areas and dimensions of our life that so many people don't even think about, well, who am I at my best? We just do. And I think that this past year has been like the permission that the universe was like, I'm gonna shut you all down so that you have the calling to listen to you. Right. Because nothing, I mean, we nothing that we've gone off of is is anything that we know anymore, everything shifted. And no matter where anybody's at in their experience or reality of this, the things that we have all counted on and know are not certain anymore. I mean, life never was, but there were patterns and things happening that we could. So if you take the time to think about, I mean, some people might need an extra. One of the things I'm gonna say this because we're talking about boundaries that I heard Jeffrey say, who's Dr. Valerie's partner. If you take a personal computer and try and run it on a business network. Like you can't run your business network stuff on a personal computer. And this was like huge to me because I was like, oh, this is why I can't do this all by myself anymore. Because I'm at a level where like, I need to plug in to like the network because my capacity as a personal computer isn't enough to do what's happening in the collective. Like it was such a great analogy to me. It's kind of like when you think about bodies and stuff. If you were to take like 
what we currently have on our iPhones now, like an iPhone, I don't know, what are we at? Like the 12 version? Cause it's what, 12 years old. You can't, you can't take the current software and run it on your first one. Yeah. Like you have to keep upgrading. And for some people, they haven't reached there. Some people are still operating at like 1.0 and other people are operating at like 12.0. Well, there's a process of integration to go through there. So like give yourself grace and permission and like, love to know that it's okay if you see some people here or you're frustrated because you're not there and that you don't know but maybe you need to plug into a greater collective of women which is why we're all being called to do this and come in community because we need each other to do it you said oh i'd love to talk more about the cycles and whatever guess what back in the day in the village you were taught that by the elders Mm -hmm. we're not connected with the elders anymore the whole world that we live in is so, I don't wanna say cold and disconnected. It doesn't have to be, but the systems that are in place push us all apart when really as humans, we want to be together. With technology, we have the ability to do this and we can connect with people that are like all over the world and not, but you have to take the initiative and use the energy to do it. And for some people, they don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, you know, and then the other piece is, is that, again, what is for you cannot pass you. Everybody and every soul is on their journey and everything that's happening is for a reason. And it's not happening to you. It's happening for you, for us. And when you look back, you can be like, oh, well, this was because of that. And sometimes you might not know for 20 years. Right, right why you went through something. And then all of a sudden, like you find yourself 20 years later, supporting somebody else that went through something you went through and you're like, oh, that's why that happened. So like, it's, it's the permission and the grace instead of the doing and the having and the, all this stuff that's put up for us and like that we need to reach for. It's the gratitude and the moment of being present and what we have and trusting that that is exactly for us. We're not missing anything. We are not missing anything. And I think that's where, when we sit down and you say boundaries to figure out, well, who am I and what do I want? And maybe that's like a really big question and really scary. So it could be like for today, what would make me feel good right now? A cup of tea or some iced tea? Like, am I wanting hot or am I wanting cold? Do I wanna sit down or do I wanna go for a walk? Um, Do I wanna like reach out to somebody that I love or do I just wanna be quiet? Like simple little questions that you can ask yourself to start building the level of confidence to trusting that you know everything you need to know. You already have it inside of you. It's just the taking the time to do that. But for many, when you say that stuff, you're like, oh, but that's another list of things to do. I have taught, and I think two secrets to the success of my business and ability to constantly connect and to do. I always have taught anybody that coaches with me, anybody that was on my team or anything, weave things into what you're already doing. Don't make it something extra. For example, you, most people wash their face every day. So use that as your time for meditation. If you say you do not have time, now I do say if you don't have three minutes to meditate daily, then you need 30 or an hour, but that's again, overwhelming to people. So why not make when you're brushing your teeth, washing your face and whatever your like self-care rituals are, make that your meditation. What is meditation? Meditation is being present in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So 
It's not like you have to sit there out in a garden, a Zen garden and like <laughs> have like peace and like whatever come to you. No, like meditation is mindfulness. It's not yes. putting everything else. It's brushing your teeth and being like, I have running water. It's clean running water and I can brush my teeth with it. Cause there's some countries you can't do that, right? It's, oh my gosh, I'm feeling the warm water on my face or I'm rubbing the cream in and oh, my skin feels great. Like it's those moments of being present in what you're doing. So if your goal is to meditate for three to five minutes daily, and that seems overwhelming and scaring to you, then do it while you're brushing your teeth and washing your face and just be present in that moment. Notice how it smells, notice how it feels. Be in that moment instead of what most people probably do if they're not already doing this is they're rushing and in their shower or while they're doing it, they're running their to-do list and what do I have to do today and all the other things or, oh my God, I just said somebody said something to me or you hear kids screaming, like all the different things that could be taking you away from that moment and just be in that moment. So you're not adding something to do to your list. You're already doing it, but you're using that moment to be present. Maybe instead of making your morning cup of tea or coffee, if you do that, or maybe that's a great thing, invite that ritual into your life. If it's while you're making breakfast or doing stuff or getting ready for work and you have that, like sit for five minutes and hold your cup of coffee or your tea and acknowledge like, oh, it feels really good and it's warm. And how does it feel as it's in your mouth and going down your throat? And like, you can feel it like warming down your, like into your tummy and be like, hmm, that's really cool. So it's those just little moments that you're choosing to be present in the moment. So I know different religions, different whatever. And I can go back and say like the manna is for today. Like the story of the bread and that, like it's for today. The today in the present moment is the only one we have. We can stay in the past and we can like run to the wreckage of the future, but we don't know. We have no idea what's gonna happen and what's gonna be there. Today in this moment are the ones you have. So be in it and acknowledge it, be grateful for it, be present in it and sit in that. So before you like, go figure out all these things and do all the healing and everything else. Like it's some of those, it's just those simple little moments and the process. So if you were to do that for 30 days, 30 days, you could even do it for 21 days. I think it was Stephen Covey that said in 21 days, you form a habit. So like I challenge you take that third. And even if you already have a meditation practice, like take it to a whole nother level and like really throughout the day, look at the moments where catch yourself running off to your to-do list or to the conversations or to the things that somebody said that made you and like come back to, oh, I hear the birds chirping or, oh, I feel the sun on my face or I hear the water or, oh, this like, feels really good. So like use your senses to make you and bring you present. We have six senses, right? Was it five or six? I think we say the six senses. Yeah. <laughs> the six senses are intuition, five senses, but oh. we have five senses. So like we were perfectly designed to have five senses, five whole senses that will bring you into present. And we ignore them because we are in this, like between all the radioactive stuff, between all of the technology and all the waves and everything, we have all these things that distract us from the present. But we have these five brilliant senses from smell to touch to right. taste like, right. that help us be present. And it's like, whoa. If I could just use that, so don't weave it. So the one is weave it into your life. And the second is like the showing up daily, like in yeah. my business, in my everything, like it's always that showing up and choosing. So like I have a tip for people in your planning, 
if you look at most people's to-do list, it's probably like 10 to 24 things long. And at the end of the day, especially for women, then you feel like you've accomplished nothing. How about you just put three? And that those three are geared more to how you want to feel, not what you want to do. So if you want to feel more present, then it's like, I want to be more mindful today. If you want to feel more rested, I'm going to get seven to eight hours sleep tonight. And if you want to feel good, I'm going to drink water today. So like instead of, I mean, I know we have stuff, like you have to pay bills, you have to do those things. But if your intention is to focus on how you want to feel, and most of us want to feel alive, most of, I don't know, I would think in mind, so I'm speak for me. I want to feel alive. I want to feel well. I want to feel a, like present and alert. I don't want to feel like crap. I don't want to feel cloudy. I don't want to feel angry. I don't want to feel any of those. I also speak in terms of what I want. So you'll hear a lot of times people will say all the things they don't want. And then I will invite them. But what do you want? <laughs> One of my dearest right. friends. So, so, so hard. <laughs> like we don't know what we want. And um, I think a lot of what you're, what you've been getting at is like slowing down, right? Like we have these five senses and we're so like, do this, do that. Like all the things, all the programming, the kids screaming. And it's really about just like, hold on a second. (laughs) Like, let me just slow down and like notice the present moment and like what's actually going on right now. Like if I'm in the shower, how does the water feel on my body? What am I smelling? What am I hearing? And like, you know, I think a lot of us are so black and white, you know, where it's, you know, oh, meditation, I don't have time for that. That's going to be so many hours. And, and no, like the first step is just awareness. And just, you know, maybe it's while you're cooking dinner, yeah. let me add mindfulness to this. And that's yeah. step one. Yeah. And like, we don't yeah. go from step one to step a hundred. Yeah. It's like, it's and step you know, two is the gratitude. Yeah. yeah. Step one is the mindfulness and the being present. Step two is the gratitude. So for example, oh my God, I have so much laundry to do and I hate doing laundry. Or thank God I have a washer and dryer. Thank God I have laundry to wash. Thank God I have little people to take care of to wash their laundry. Like it's again, it's, oh my God, it's such a mess. Or thank God I have the mess here to clean up that I'm able-bodied to be able to clean it up. And oh, the noise. Uh, my dad even said to me once because I was always sitting there once and oh, my father's one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. But he looked at me, he goes, one day it's gonna be really quiet and you're gonna miss the noise. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thank you for that reminder. But he's always there with that wisdom and just <laughs> dropping those pearls and <laughs> being present. And again, it's the gratitude. So the one, the first one is definitely mindfulness. And the second is the gratitude. But I'm going to tell you what the third is. Number one, sleep. Mm, yeah. And then- It might even be the first one. I don't it know. It might be, but I'm, with, with all of these, well, but sometimes like where people are, when you're, when you're working and you're in a job or yeah. you just had a baby or there's stuff, like sleep is something we need to work on. But I know a lot of people will get upset about the fact they can't. Like there's moments in time and stages in life where like that could be complicated. So it's with all uh-huh. of this stuff, it's more of like, the work towards, it doesn't have to be now, but if you don't know, my husband said it to me, if you don't know what it is that you want, how are you going to get there? Right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it's like, who am I at my best? What does that look like? Like, what do, what do my relationships look like? What does my diet look like? What does my body feel like? Like, I noticed I said, feel like, not look like, what does it feel like? Love it. Love it. Feel like, like, 
it doesn't matter what you look like. Cause if you feel great, it radiates out and like the rest will come. It's kind of like oh, when they yes. talk about bioavailability with like, when you eat more vegetables and you drink more water, your body craves. So it's again, that coming back and listening cause your body's telling you if you're cloggy and you're foggy and your stomach hurts all the time, you're not having regular bowel movements, your skin is breaking out. Like this is your body screaming at you. Hello, please take care of me. So yeah. it's not what you look like. It's what you feel like. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, granted people tell me all the time, it's about your skin and they don't believe my age. And I'm like, right, but it's water, it's sleep. And it's like, what am I thinking about? And like, do I look in the mirror and think, who are you and where did you go? Yes. Some days, because as a mom of four, like I, I it's, it's a practice to come back to me. Right. Nobody else is going to take care of me. And I could be the martyr all day long and be like expecting whoever to do it for me. And it's not going to happen if I don't take care of me and I don't show up for me, nobody else is going to. It's not because they don't love me. It's because everybody has to take care of themselves. And I think that right there, Jocelyn, is the biggest calling that 2020 or the awakening of we each have to shine our light. And if each of us as human beings is well and taking care of ourselves, a lot of these issues in the world don't happen. And I always say to my kids, to he who much is given, much is required. And so for those of us that have more, like what are we doing to reach out to the people that might need more? Because there's a lot of people that need a lot of things and they're not in a place to get it. Again, though, that checking of just because somebody has more or thinks they know better doesn't mean because ultimately each soul has their journey and their path. And maybe that path crosses yours because there is something you can impart and share and assist with. But it's that asking for permission to do it, not assuming that it's your place or your right. Right. And Which that, is so, yeah, such a big piece, especially right now in like 2020 is like the asking for permission rather than just like telling people what to do. And, you know, and this is something that I've had to do a lot of my own work on, um, of like surrendering to the fa surrendering to the fact that like, I cannot help everyone, but I can help someone, yes. um, and honoring it's like, I am not for everyone, but we're all for each other. So like, oh, we're okay. all interconnected, right? So if I help one person, then they can help somebody else. Yeah. And me taking care of myself also is a mirror for others. Like, okay, like she's taking care of herself and like, look what's happening and like, how does she feel? And okay, like that's what she's doing. And it gives others permission to take care of themselves. And when we take care of ourselves, then we have more capacity to help those around us which is ultimately, ultimately really what heals the world. Yeah. So lots of people have an oil for everything and I definitely have an oil for everything, but I also have a book for everything. And when you said that, it <laughs> totally made me think of Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements. Uh-huh. He's yeah. like, don't take things personal, like be your best, be impeccable with your word and don't think, take, don't take things personal. Like I have to look at that all the time and go back to it, especially with the kids. And I'm like, you do you boo. Like, don't worry about what your sister's doing. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. I don't need to worry about what my mom is doing and what my dad is doing, what my husband's doing. It's like, I can love and be detached. Funny enough, the age of Aquarius, which we have moved into energetically is very much about detachment because it's an air sign. So we've moved from a Capricorn land structure, very patriarchal energy that we've been in for thousands of years again. And we have moved energetically 
in the cosmos. And I think where you see so much of what's happening in the unraveling. So it scares a lot of people. To me, I'm like, this is the most exciting time alive to be alive. Like I must've picked this time to come in because this is fun. And I know that's not, that's not to give any like disrespect or anything to the hardships and the things that people have. But again, when you fall into that process of what is for you cannot pass you and life is happening for me, not to me, and then like what you just said that we are all in it together. We are all souls having at, and if you're in a frequency of negativity, it will impact you. So shift to a frequency yeah. of positivity and sleep, water, mindfulness, and gratitude are for free. Well, I guess the sleep and the water is not always free, but <laughs> they're free. They're part of where we live. <laughs> Hopefully those are, you know, but the mindfulness and gratitude, those, those are free and they are such powerful medicine and such like permission granting and energy shifting ways. And when you are your light, shining your light, you give permission for others. So I'll share with you. I have four kids, obviously. And funny enough, by the third and the fourth, like I didn't even want to tell anybody that I was pregnant and having another one. Because I know that fertility and pregnancy and all this stuff is a really, really touchy subject for a lot of women. And it was really one of those that I had said to my um, one of my business partners and my Reiki master that I was like, well, I didn't. She's looked at me and she reminded me, why are you dimming your light? Hmm. If other people have an issue with that, that's their work and that's okay. But don't dim your light because you're giving permission. And it's funny because again, you hear so much, I'm sure again, a book, Untamed by Glennon Doyle was probably one of my favorite books this summer. Yeah. And we listened to the audio with the kids. And so my oldest is always like, mommy, is that another pink bunny? And I'm like, yep, <laughs> sure is. <laughs> so if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend it because there's a lot of great empowering, just thought provoking, permission giving, like, yes. oh my goodness. I mean, beautiful, beautiful. And she does such a good job of like telling the story and she's just adorable. But I was like, holy cow with the cheetah and that. So if you haven't read it, it's basically a cheetah in captivity that is running after and doing a chase. She thinks she's, she's running after a pink bunny to get like a cheap grocery store steak at the end. And she's like this powerful freaking cheetah that could rip everybody apart, but she doesn't know what she is. And so yeah. it's like, how many of us as women in this distorted energy that we've had for again, thousands of years, and we are told you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. As a mom, totally guilty with my kids. Like they are in, they're so still connected to source. They are so in their bodies and they know they just don't have the words. And even as a mom, like I'm constantly telling them like, do this, do this, don't do that, don't do that. And now I'm again, learning and the awareness of, well, how do you feel? What do you think? What is your body telling you? Rather than me being like, it's cold outside, go put your coat on. It's, well, what do you think you need? And how does your body feel? And if you're outside and you're cold and you come in to get your coat because you felt it, I'm giving you permission to listen to your body and you choose what you want to do rather than me be the authoritarian. Well, you need to put it on because it's cold. Like, it's just so fascinating to me. And I think like, why do we have all these people walking around numb and not in their bodies and not listening? Well, cause already from a kid, like we're already told all these things don't do, don't do, don't do. Like you can't eat this, you can't eat that. You should do this, you shouldn't do that. And so they, we come in aware mm -hmm. and then slowly but surely we go in and we're 
disconnected. We're told no yeah. and not to trust ourselves and not finish your food on your plate. How about eat until you're full? Now I get it. Cause as a mom, I'm like, I know you want to go play. So you'll hear the kids be like, mommy, I need a tummy break, <laughs> which is hilarious to me. I'm like, do you really need a tummy break? Cause then you're going to come back here and you're going to dirty my kitchen after I've already cleaned it. So it's like, where are those boundaries and where are those things? And like, that's the thing where one person starts and another person picks up, like, where are those? And I think that's where when you're in, when you're well-rested, when you're hydrated, when you are mindful and when you're in it, you can much more clearly understand where are your boundaries and how to lovingly communicate to somebody else that's overstepping their boundary into your place and say, well, okay, this is makes me feel like, <laughs> again, I did it last night. It wasn't received well, but I wasn't unhappy. <laughs> so it's like, you know, but like, where's my happiness come against somebody else's happiness to where, you know, and that's, that's the dance that we play when we're in partnership and when we're in relation, but the more each of us knows what's our map look like. And that's totally from my coach from Optimum Coaching. She gave me that whole paradigm of coaching, like in the, what's my map and right. what's on my map. And my map can be really huge, but I can't be on my map in all the places all the time. I can't be at work and on a call with you and with my kids at the same time, but you're both on my map uplifting and supporting women and educating is huge to me. It make it lights me up. It makes me feel good. Being at home all the time as a mom, I love my kids and I want to be there on coaching, but it's exhausting. And if I don't go fill my cup up by doing this, I can't go back and fill their cup up. Right. But like as women and as moms and as the rest, like there's so many shoulds and shouldn'ts and guilt and all this other stuff that like you need to be this. Erin, you said you talked to her and I, one of the most profound things she said, because she's moved down to Mexico, she's like, culturally speaking, there's so much more support to what she's doing. So she has somebody helping her with food. She has somebody with the house, like here in the States, it's almost like you're shamed if you're not like, oh, well, if you have help, then you must be in the elite. Like, right, right, no, right. Like, like help is. Uh, you're I mean, privileged and you're like greedy and whatever. Right, we're back in the village. I mean, there are, <laughs> there are situations where like some kids, like they knew who their mom was, but like there were already like 20 other moms that they could go to when they needed something because one human being cannot possibly do all the things that we expect women to do. Tiffany Dufu's book, Drop the Ball. I told you I have a book for everything. When I read that book, I was so triggered and I have never been triggered by a book before. But when I read that book, I was like, oh, and she says, in the Western world, you either have a career and opt out of a family, have a family and opt out of a career, or try and do both and end up getting sick. And I was like, oh my God, holy shit. Like, yes. And oh my God, that made me so angry. I was like, that's not right. Like, you should have the right to choose what you want. You should be supported in what you want. You should be able to do whatever you want. And I was like, oh, but did I do that? And I'm like... You know, and it's like, if you're a stay-at-home mom or if you work, like you don't work and then what kind of job you have, like there's all this judgment and all this stuff. And it's like, if you choose not to have children, that's totally cool. But what does every society say to a woman? Well, are you married? Do you have kids? It's almost like that's your worth. And right. are you celebrated for your successes? No, you can have a baby shower and you can have a wedding shower, but can you have a promotion shower because you just got promoted at work and you're a total badass and you've chosen your career? Like, why, why is one wrong and one more valued and more celebrated than the other? Like, why can't we all just be like, it's all celebrated and it's all awesome. And I, for the mean, for me, I'm like still in it and the muck of all of that. So I can't, 
even begin. And I think that's where Dr. Valerie's work has been so incredibly powerful and valuable to me. Cause I'm like, it's not an either, or it's like an and, and, and it's mm -hmm. a, how do you come into all of it and how can we all be? And again, it goes back to what is for you cannot pass you. You're exactly where you need to be when you need to be there and trusting in that and being grateful for it. And even when you're in the yuck, like I said to my kids all the time, the diamond is formed under pressure. The sword is formed in the flame. Like when we talk about the tides and the low tides, like there's low tides, but there's all these beautiful things out on the beach that come in. I mean, everything's a flow and a cycle. And the more we're rested, hydrated and mindful and grateful, we can be in those moments, ask for help, be okay with help or support, not necessarily help, but support and like be and flow in a way where it goes. But when you're traumatized, you don't necessarily even know that you can do that because you're still in it. And when you're in it, it sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I think it's just, just having gratitude for the entire journey and like honoring the suckiness and like finding the pearls and the jewels and the shells that just come through. And on that note, I just want to wrap up um, <laughs> because this has been such a great conversation and so much yeah. has been shared and content. Yeah. Um, and I just, Antoinette, can you just share if people want to get in touch with you? Yes, um, How can yeah. they do that? How can they learn um, more? My website is by the power of she. So remember Shira? I don't know. I'm old and old. <laughs> Shira was there, but it's by the power of she. So um, you can connect with me there. You can see the events. I've got some awesome workshops coming up over the next few months on just how to take people through like their home to find the toxic chemicals um, into hydration, into like powering up. So like whatever level and wherever it is, uh, to me, the more knowledge you have and steps to integrate that uh, helps you to move. And at my biggest mantra that I say to people other than that is if you chart the course of those huge cruise liners in the ocean and you move at one degree, it doesn't even seem like it moved, but over the course of a thousand miles, you end up in a totally different location. So yep. any and every step you take. And so part of the work that I'm doing there um, to light the fire series uh, is to take people that step-by-step -step way. So instead of being overwhelmed, I mean like, but there's too much. Like it's that guided step-by-step, step, like here's a one step, here's a two step, here's a three step so that daily you can make progress because we've just talked about so much stuff that many people could get very overwhelmed by it. So that's where I'll take people back the step-by-step. Step. So by the power of she is the best way to find me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being Definitely here awesome. today. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you to all the listeners and we will hear, see you soon.